Good morning. Scott Luton with you here on a special episode of Veteran Voices, which is being published on the Supply Chain Now main channel. Thanks for joining us. Today is Memorial Day here in the United States, a somber holiday where we honor all of those individuals that made the ultimate sacrifice, giving their lives in service to our country. As the biblical proverb goes, there is no greater love than one who lays down his life for his friends. On today's episode, we're going to be sharing a bit of history related to Memorial Day and share a few stories that just might inspire you as we honor those that have truly shown the greatest love of all. Two quick programming notes before we get started here. First, you can find Veteran Voices anywhere you get your podcast from. And second, our show is conducted in partnership with our friends at Vets to Industry. You can learn a lot more about this powerful nonprofit that is serving so many folks and so many veterans at vets2industry.org. No offense to our friends in the gift card industry, but you know, holidays can really lose their luster and meaning these days. As we go from sale to sale, commercial to commercial, meme to meme, all to participate in this holiday or that holiday. And you know, don't get me wrong, that's all a wonderful part of this collective journey that we're all on. And my dear wife Amanda has truly taught me to stop and smell the roses, so to speak, and be intentional and deliberate as we celebrate all the holidays in our life and in our children's lives. But Memorial Day here in the United States truly stands out and is so indelibly unique. It's not Veterans Day, which focuses on thanking our veterans that have served in the military and celebrating that service. And it's not a jubilant holiday, as I don't find myself wishing others to have a happy Memorial Day. To me, and it's just one person's opinion, that doesn't strike the right tone. But to begin to understand this annual holiday, one must really go back and trace its roots a bit. The U.S. Civil War, which ended in 1865, claimed so many lives that for the first time in this young country's history, national cemeteries had to be created. A few years after this dreadful chapter in our nation's history, Americans throughout the country began to hold tributes in the spring each year, primarily to pay respect to the hundreds of thousands of individuals that lost it all in service to the country. There are various claims as to specifically where Memorial Day began, or as it was initially called, Decoration Day. On May 30, 1868, the first widely observed Decoration Day then Ohio Congressman James A. Garfield would travel to Arlington National Cemetery in Washington, D.C. Already the site of some 20,000 graves in 1868, about 5,000 attendees came out to decorate the burial grounds, and they would hear the future U.S. President say, quote, We do not know one promise these men made, one pledge they gave, one word they spoke. But we do know they summed up and perfected by one supreme act the highest virtues of men and citizens. For love of country, they accepted death, and thus resolved all doubts and made immortal their patriotism and their virtue. End quote. New York was the first state in 1873 to designate Memorial Day as a legal holiday, 
And in 1966, the U.S. federal government officially declared that Waterloo, New York, be deemed the birthplace of Memorial Day. For decades from the start, Memorial Day was observed on May 30th. However, in 1968, the U.S. Congress passed a law which would make Memorial Day to be the last Monday in May to ensure federal employees received a three-day weekend. That law went into effect in 1971, and it also made the day a federal holiday. There are tons of traditions, some very common and some very unique across the country that take place on Memorial Day weekend. Two of our family's favorite traditions I'll share with you. One is taking in a parade in the small town of Decula, Georgia, which has become known across the Southeast for its parade, now in its 27th year. Each year, one of the most compelling aspects of the parade in Decula is where they have scores of volunteers march with a picture of a loved one that has been lost in service to our country. And the second tradition that is a favorite of ours is the National Memorial Day Concert, which has been conducted for about three decades, and it aired on PBS last night. It's a perfect blend of appropriate music and stories, including families, of those brave souls that we've lost through countless battles, wars, campaigns, and conflicts. The replay will be available, and I'll include more info on the show notes for this episode. It is to that end that I'd like to share a few stories that I've gathered, stories that share just a bit of insight into a few of the extraordinary countrymen and women that we've lost. First, I'll start with Sergeant First Class Alwyn Cash, who had deployed to Iraq about 16 years ago. A roadside bomb struck his Bradley fighting vehicle just after midnight. In particular, it penetrated the fuel cell of the vehicle spraying burning fuel across the occupants. But despite the fact that flames had burned nearly three-quarters of his own body, Sergeant Cash worked tirelessly to free his trapped soldiers and an Iraqi interpreter from the vehicle. And he did so while under a barrage of gunfire from the enemy. Sergeant Cash would eventually be evacuated to a hospital in Texas to treat his extensive wounds. When his sister, Castanel Cash White, visited him, the first thing he said was, How are my boys? Tell them to fight. They can get through this. Despite a strong fight and indomitable spirit, Sergeant First Class Alwyn Cash would pass away on November 8, 2005, as a result of his injuries. Amongst those he left behind were three grown children, including one that is following in his father's footsteps. Private First Class Andrew Cash graduated from infantry training last summer. Sergeant First Class Alwyn Cash is expected to receive the nation's highest honor soon, as he is expected to receive the Congressional Medal of Honor due to his heroic, selfless actions. If that does indeed happen, he'll become the first African-American recipient of the Medal of Honor for actions in Iraq or Afghanistan. On February 3rd, 1943, the USS Dorchester was transporting hundreds of American soldiers across the North Atlantic. Most of the men were young and on their first mission, not far removed from basic training. A German submarine hit the Dorchester with torpedoes and the transport ship began to sink. This took place in the middle of the night 
and amid all the dark chaos, all the passengers were frantically searching for life jackets and a way out of the sinking ship. On board the USS Dorchester were four chaplains, all from different walks of life, but all very clear on what their mission would be that frightful evening. The four chaplains calmed the troops and led them to evacuation points, and according to witness accounts published later, they steadfastly preached courage throughout their efforts, doing their best to provide aid and comfort. Sadly, the sinking ship did not have enough life jackets for all souls aboard. So in one final, ultimate act of remarkable service and sacrifice, each of the four chaplains removed the life jacket they each were wearing and gave them to soldiers in need. More than 600 men died that cold evening, including all four chaplains that laid down their lives so that others could live. They were Father John Washington from Newark, New Jersey, Reverend Clark Poling from Columbus, Ohio, Rabbi Alexander Good from Brooklyn, New York, and Reverend George Fox from Lewistown, Pennsylvania. A survivor who had witnessed the chaplains in action later said, quote, It was the finest thing I have seen or hope to see this side of heaven. End quote. Army specialist Nicole Fry was from the small town of Lena, Wisconsin. She loved to cook, and she named her cat Angelica because Nicole just adored angels. Specialist Fry was also engaged to be married. She had been deployed to Iraq for only two weeks when on February 16, 2004, her convoy was hit by a roadside bomb. Army Specialist Nicole Fry would sadly pass away at the young age of 19 years old. Wow, 19 years old. Her favorite hymn, Amazing Grace, would be played by her high school band at her funeral. And as the third stanza of that beloved old song goes, My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. All of our losses don't come in combat. Sometimes the struggles follow our military men and women home. When I re-entered the United States Air Force in September 2000, one individual took tons of time out of his schedule to show me around and make sure I had what I needed. Jeremy Cross was quite the unique individual. He had a passion and enthusiasm for life and for serving in the Air Force. And goodness, did he have some stories to tell, legendary stories. In fact, a lot of us, including myself, well, we'd pick on Jeremy for his hard-to-believe stories. He could have written a best-selling book of tall tales for sure. It was one of the best aspects of his sense of humor, whether he knew that or not. But above it all, Jeremy Cross would give you the shirt off his back to help you, even if he didn't exactly know how. I came across a story recently where a fellow airman that worked with Jeremy was struggling to pass the physical fitness test, and that could get you kicked out of the service for sure. He says that Jeremy mentored and coached him and even worked out with him for two months, five days a week, every single afternoon. I can recall Jeremy volunteering with Airmen Against Drunk Driving to pick up our fellow airmen on weekend nights after they had had a few too many adult beverages. He was always, I mean, just always game for volunteering his time and energy and know-how. After serving in Iraq and returning to his home station in Texas, 
Tech Sergeant Jeremy Cross would depart this life on January 28, 2016, 36 years young, leaving behind a young son that I hope surely knows how kind and considerate of a man his father was. As I share some of these personal anecdotes here, I instantly think of the rows and rows of grave markers at Arlington National Cemetery, which I visited for the first time a few years back. Each one of those thousands and thousands of markers has a story to tell. Each one represents a family grieving. Each one represents co-workers, friends, sons, daughters, neighbors, all that have dealt or continue to deal with this enormous sense of loss and grief. Permanent loss. And for what? Well, I would say for us. Regardless of the war, the campaign, the conflict, the battle, the mission, you name it, they answered the call and fulfilled their duty so that we that remain on the good Lord's earth can enjoy and savor and delight in the freedoms, the liberties, and all the life that is worth living that goes right along with it. But that comes with a colossal, endless, and timeless debt and obligation for we must honor their sacrifice and do right by others. We must strive to ensure that all people, all people are free and are provided opportunity. As Martin Luther King Jr. stated in his iconic letter from the Birmingham jail, he said, quote, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly, end quote. Our mutual obligation is to help, serve, give, lead, change, and do deeds, not words. It's a tremendous burden, but a just one. And it's the very least that we all can do. It's our ultimate charge in our calling and I hope that you'll join me in answering that call in a meaningful, action-based way insofar as you define it. The only way that these lives are lost in vain is if we elect not to act, protect, and improve the country that they served and died for. On that note, I want to invite you to take a listen to my dear friend Kelly Barner and her message on this Memorial Day 2021. My name is Kelly Barner. I'm the owner and managing director of Buyer's Meeting Point and the co-host of Dial P for procurement here on Supply Chain Now. Memorial Day holds a very special place in my heart, and it always has. My grandfather was a salvage diver during World War II stationed in France. He would go down into ships after they sank to recover what they could, and I'll leave the detail at that. His grave in Braintree, Massachusetts is marked with an American flag this weekend and every Memorial Day. And the flowers we place on his and my grandmother's grave become so sacred just by occupying that place that we drive an hour back and an hour home to retrieve them after Memorial Day every year. I also had a very profound experience when I was growing up on a sixth grade class field trip to Washington, D.C. I was one of four kids from my school 
selected to lay a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. I knew I was lucky even then, but when I think back, I can hardly believe I had that opportunity. While the rest of my classmates toured Arlington National Cemetery, I drilled with sentinels from the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment known as the Old Guard. Under gray skies and in a light rain, which felt so right given the circumstances, we participated in the formal wreath-laying ceremony with hundreds of our classmates looking on. The honor and emotion of that experience have never left me. All I can say is God love every family that sent someone off to war or into active service. I would go on to be a member of my high school band, marching in the annual Memorial Day parade in town, and to this day, I can't hear taps played without getting chills. Today, however, my Memorial Day task is different. I'm raising my three children to respect and honor the military service of those we know and those we will never meet. The job of keeping the memories of the fallen alive will never be done. Memorial Day may be the unofficial start to summer, but there has to be a place in it set aside for reverence and respect. I'll certainly be enjoying the smell of the smoker in the backyard, hopefully with a cold sangria in my hand, listening to Lee Greenwood and the Zac Brown Band celebrate America. It sounds trite, but the freedoms we enjoy are definitely not free. As a procurement professional, I can tell you they were extremely expensive and they were paid for dearly by those who were lost and the loved ones that they left behind. We typically wish each other a happy Memorial Day, but this year I would like to wish you a Memorial Day. Take time to remember, hold their memories in your heart. Teach your kids how much they owe to countless people they will never meet and live a life worthy of the sacrifice they made for all of us. On behalf of our entire team here at Veteran Voices and Supply Chain Now, this is Scott Luton wishing all of our listeners nothing but the best. Hey, do good, give forward, and be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.